Hey, welcome to Real Talk Web Series Episode 2. I'm Todd, this is AJ, coming at you again. Uh, we had our first first week of this last week. That's right. We had a, a video like this where we're recording ahead of time and then we went live. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it went pretty well. I think it was awesome. It's, I had a great time. Me too. We had a lot of awesome interactions with you guys, both on the video that we recorded, but mm -hmm. also in the live That's video. That's right. So we're excited about that. Which, before we forget, the plan, I'm, I believe, is to go live again for our next episode, which will be this Thursday. We'll be live. We hope you join us on Facebook at 8.15 p.m. Yep, 8.15. So, parents, you've tucked your kids in. You're ready to relax. Have a cup of joe. Uh, and uh, I'm going to take a drink here. And join us for some real talk. So, uh, if this is your first time watching this, you haven't watched the other video, here's kind of the setup of this. Uh, here at The Remnant, we do a, a sermon series that we do every 6 to 12 weeks. Right in which uh, we allow uh, people in the congregation to set up ahead of time where they can message a question um, that goes into a, a database. It's completely anonymous, and they can ask any question they want. So it can be about the church, about um, the preacher, about the pastor, about uh, just theology, life, Bible, whatever it is, that they may be uh, embarrassed to ask or just never had the opportunity to ask. And, uh, man, we just try our best to, to talk it out and answer it. And the whole concept of Real Talk, just so you guys know, we're just two guys... Um, that are going to discuss this. We're going to discuss some of these questions. We already have um, uh, several of these questions, uh, more than we'll probably get to today. That's right. From yeah. the from the database, the bank, and then some others that have come in this week. Um, we're just going to talk about them. And we have not prepped this. We want it to be as real as possible. So forgive us for any sort of slip up and just know our heart. Mm. Um, you know, it's not meant to be a sermon. This is just That's meant right. to be some people talking about. Uh, life and the Bible and how to apply our faith to our life. Mm. Um, AJ and I are friends. He's a good friend. He's an intern here at the church. Um, but we have a lot of these discussions. And yes. I, many times we would sit down and have these talks with some of the other guys and be like, man, we just would... What a, what would, it would be cool if people could watch us have right. these talks. Because, man, we get a lot of thinking and processing done. You have anything to add to that? Or is that something about right? No, that's, that's perfect. You know, this is, you know, like, I think you hit it around the head of the nail with saying, you know, it's not a sermon. It's just two guys sitting down discussing some stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. And, you know, we hope you guys enjoy it. And if anything else, we're hoping that, you know, as we discuss it and tell you how we've kind of wrestled through some of these things, it'll drive you to Scripture and drive you to find the answers mm, yourself and think through it. And that's, that's, that's our goal. You know, the Bible is going to be the final answer on, on any of this stuff. So... Good. I don't. I don't necessarily. Is there anything else we need to do announcement-wise? Uh, I think. I think we've got everything covered. You hit the live. Yeah, hit yeah, the live. That's that's February seventh. February seventh. In case you're watching, it's a different day. February Thursday, February seventh, eight fifteen. We're gonna go live on our Facebook page. We would love to have you sit down and join us. Eight fifteen p.m. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. So um, we are gonna get started. Let's do, do it. You want to ask first? Or you want me to ask? You can go ahead and go. All first. right. So question one that right. we can discuss is. This is kind of cool because it applies to our church specifically. I know a lot of churches have this. But, okay. uh, what is a life group? And what is a life group? And you want to explain to them kind of like where that, the name comes from and then tell, us, tell them what that is. We'll talk about it. So life groups, uh, here at the Remnant we've had, uh, I would say probably about four or five yeah. you know, over, the, over the two years I've been here. Mm -hmm. Four or five different life groups. What it, basically what it is is you have, you have a leader. Uh, you guys meet on a certain day every week, and you guys discuss life. You have, you have Bible studies that happen. Uh, basically, just a good time to find real community. Uh, we all get together. Sometimes we eat. Sometimes we go out to eat after it. Uh, and basically, it's just a week-to-week -week living, making sure you know we're all holding each other accountable. 
Um, I know we're actually about to start up New Life Groups, yes. uh, where it's going to be, I believe it's about three groups, uh, and it's going to be just really cool. Uh, it's going to be kind of a step up from what we were doing, because, you know, it's just kind of like, it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be more a little more unfiltered. Uh, it's going to be, you know, more of like a, hey, here's life, let's live it. You know, you have kids, bring them over. It's, it's going to be... Less, maybe, uh, I don't know how you, you'd want to say it, but maybe yeah. like less organized in a sense, like, hey, yeah. like, 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 definitely more organic. Right. More, that's a good word. Right? Yeah. So, you know, the concept of, real, of life groups in general, which, you know, over our years, we've tried to do it, we've tried to match the concept up, but I think we just now are getting to the point where we're about to launch them the way we, we dreamed of them being. Right. And, you know, I know other churches use the term life group. For us, what a life group is is, you know, we joke and say it's a small group on steroids, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a group of people, the idea moving forward is this, it is uh, the church split up into these groups in which they really live life together and have church. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we need each other. The Bible tells us we need, uh, Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens in this way you fill the law of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, talks about confessing your sins to one another, praying for one another. Um, Acts talks about how the believers came together, met in each other's houses, shared their possessions even, yes. and that took care of each other and an incredible part of that I think I believe it's, I believe it's Acts chapter 2 is at the end it says and after watching them uh, their numbers were added to daily because people saw the way they love each other and live so essentially life groups are going to be where church really happens that's good so I know for instance our life group that's going to be part is going to meet twice a week one of the one of the days a week will be more your typical um, Bible study you know studying scripture, books, etc. And then the second day is we're just going to have fun together, you know, and have a meal. And those are the people that you're going to call. If your car's broken down, you're going to call the people in your life group because right. those are the people that are close to you. If you need some sugar, you need, you know, maybe you're in a financial pinch, whatever. And then the, the beauty of this is, is that over time, these life groups will organically split and multiply as you bring more people in. And you're having these life groups all over the county, could be everywhere, and then every Sunday come together to worship as a community. That's powerful. Uh, that's that's the idea of it. And yes. I have found, and you can speak to this. We actually had a life group tonight, mm -hmm. uh, one of our life groups, and I believe that it's been pretty crucial to the community we've built here. I agree. And to have real community. Hundred percent. I mean, um, I know for me, one of the first things when I first started coming here is, is I went to Edge. Yeah. Um, that's one of our life groups. Uh, it's that's tonight. tonight. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, that really, it just kind of gave me like a like a, a first look at what church was like, like mm -hmm. like real church, you know, yeah. kind of like what you said, like, like we're gonna do church together. That was my first look at it, and you know, sure at first it was kind of like, oh, this is weird, and uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah. you know, as time went on, like man, like I, that's when that true like like love for each other started to to sprout, and that's when you realize, like man, like like this is what this is what it is, like this mm -hmm. is how it's supposed to be. So I like that you said that too, and I think when people come into that mindset, it's of us trying to do that, and a lot of churches do that, um, and probably have their own version of this, but for yeah. us, I think the key is you have to make people feel safe. Yes. They have to feel safe to share uh, their struggles, their sins, the things that they're going through, mm -hmm. and to know that they're going to be loved, That's right. and pushed, and accepted right where they're at, mm -hmm. as we all kind of journey and try to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Um, and that's what we try to do. And I love that you said that. At first, it was like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, it was. Because part of that is you're coming in with that mindset of like, I can't be this... I don't want them to know this. Right, exactly. Right? It's, it's like the mask. You have that mask on at first. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to take it off. And, you know, as long as they keep theirs on, you're going to keep yours on. And then, you know, so when everyone's like, I'm going to take my mask off, you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> that's but that's also where real healing, real community, real that's love right. yeah, comes. So hopefully that answers your question. Uh, certainly, hey, come check us out. We'll talk more that's about right. that. It's a good time because we are about to start our next session of live groups. Um, so...
yeah, that that's uh, I think that's that's it. Cool. You got yours? Yes. So this was a good one for you. Oh, uh, so how did the remnant come to be? Man, that's a, that is a good one. I'm, I'm gonna give the the quick light version because mm -hmm. I can tell you all kinds of crazy God things. <laughs> um, I uh, a lot of people I've said this before. It's a part of my story. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I became a believer 17 years old. And I was just given a New Testament. And I didn't really get plugged into a church, so a lot of what I read was just that New Testament. I was so excited, man. Um, and but I'd always felt like I wasn't welcomed mm. in churches. Like I couldn't. I thought that the standard that I had to meet that standard of perfection, that standard of you know, and I knew I wasn't good enough. Um, so anyway, as I became a believer, started reading. Time went on. I went to uh, college, went to seminary. Um, but what I started, it's kind of happened organically. I, I brought up the other part to say I've always had a passion for the church to be what it's supposed to be. And a place where a lot of broken people that are saved um, are coming together and learning how to be more who they are supposed to be, mm -hmm. right? Who we are turned into, that new person that uh, we become when we put our faith in Christ and we're given the Holy Spirit. So um, my actually, actually my little sister, she's little, but my adult sister, she asked me to start meeting with her and a few friends for a Bible study. And man, like these people came from all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a Wiccan, a person, uh, there was, you know, guys in their 50s, you know, 20s, and we just wow. sat around, and what was crazy is none of them were really coming from a church background, including me. I mean, I had right. started to go, because by that point I had, but I didn't grow up in it. Mm -hmm. And what I found was they were hungry to learn, and they had questions, and we wanted to, they wanted that community, and it was crazy, because we ended up sitting in this backyard and having this impromptu worship, because they wanted to worship. And then they're like, let's eat together, let's yeah. have a meal, um, it's like the spirit was working. Man. Yeah, man, and it just that continued to to sort of speak to me. And um, you know, I worked for nonprofits where uh, there were a lot of hurt people who who didn't feel good enough for the church. And um, and I'm not, I don't mean to criticize anyone, but some of that's their own stuff they're bringing in, and some of it is hurts that the church, the capital C, has brought on people. And we certainly don't believe we're perfect, but. Uh, anyway, we kind of connected. We had this sort of outreach stuff down. We've always been pretty good at um, outreach and, and reaching out to the people, maybe the, the, the typical church. I don't want to say that, but, you know, when you think of the stereotypical church that they've right. forgotten. I, I get that. Yeah, I don't want to insult anyone, but that's what I mean. Yep. And what ended up happening is we sort of connected with a group of people who were meeting. Weird story. That's why I said it's a short version. You don't have to come talk to me sometime for the long. But they were having a church, church Bible study in a house, and they had the community part down. They met together, spent time together, but they were really lacking in, man, we want to take the gospel to people. We don't know how to do this. How do we reach these kind of people? So we sort of merged um, and brought different things to it, and then the rest of it's just this wild journey, man. Five years of, you know, starting with 12 people and ending up where we're at now where we're in our own building. You know? <laughs> uh, it's surreal, and I... The model that we have chosen... Um, man, you know, it is a little different. And I know everyone says that. And different doesn't always mean better. But sure. I think it's worked for us and the people we're trying to reach and to have the kind of community we're kind of having. Um, does that, do you think that answers the question in a oh, light no, version? Man, absolutely, yeah. I, I, so. I know you've, you've kind of given me the longer version yeah. before and I think that hits yeah. it pretty well. I can tell you this, for the, the remnant, we have three pillars that we believe in and that this church is built on that we've kind of come from that. Um, outreach, Reaching the people, doing what Jesus said, going and making disciples of all nations, going to them, not just waiting for them to come to us. You know, we, in, a lot of times people, we Christians, we tend to think that because people know that this is a church, that they're just going to come. Oh, well, they know we're here. 
Right. They know what time we need. It's on our sign. Yeah. Right? That's ridiculous, and that's not true. And that's not what we see with Jesus. Jesus went to the people. Mm, that's good. You know, that's why people came and said, hey, why are you eating with sinners? And he's like, I didn't come I came for the healthy. I came for the sick. Ugh. You know, I'm bringing, bringing this to, to the people that need it. So we're really focused on trying to do that, being, um, going out there, being proactive, right. taking it to them. The second thing is community. Once you do outreach, you bring them in, you invite them into your community, right? This is all, by the way, our foundation is, of course, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We want people to know that. The out, so we, we, that is the foundation. Um, we go and do outreach, community, and then discipleship. We want to push each other to continue to be true disciples of Jesus Christ. And we have that neat picture. Maybe we'll show that sometime. Absolutely. How we've done that. So you've got, if you think of it as a, a building, you know, you've got your foundation, which is Jesus Christ. You've got your pillar, community, or outreach, community, discipleship. Mm-hmm. And that makes up the remnant. And that's kind of what we're about, man. Hopefully that answers. Absolutely. Answer for people. All right. Am I up? Yes, sir. Ready for a heavy one, man? No. Yep. This is a heavy one. And again, uh, I think we've all felt this way. So the question is, if God really loves me, and is with me. Why do I feel so sad and alone all the time? Hmm. Man. Uh, coming from somebody who struggled with that so much, feeling sad, feeling lonely, and even now I still feel that way Absolutely. sometimes. You know, I think that's just that's just that's just part of the disease, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, we're born into it and it's so hard to fight, you know, and I feel like there can be times where you can feel like you're doing everything right. <laughs> And even when you're doing everything right, there's it's still there, you know. And I think it's a lifelong battle. I think Paul says it well. You mm-hmm. know, like he talks about, you know, doing things he doesn't want to do and things he wants to do he doesn't want to do. You know, and that's a man that look at the role he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even he, you know, still said, "Hey, these this is a struggle for me." You know, and so you're kind of implying that some of that sadness and brokenness comes from the fact that we know we're supposed to be more, but we fail. Is right. Kind of, I think. I think yeah. that. So sometimes it's because now that we know what sin and how we should act, we're constantly aware of how we're failing to. Yeah, and which can be a sad reality, but thank God for Jesus. That, yeah, you know, and that's that's where grace comes in. You know, and and being humans, you know, we, we tend to just man, we overwhelm ourselves, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with you know the smallest and biggest things. You know, we just do, and you know, even though we know that process, we know like, hey. Like, like, like we're saved, we, you know, we cannot lose this. You know, it's still, it's like a fear and exactly. weight. And yes, and you can't get away from it, man. Emotions just run so much. They run so heavy mm. in our in our minds. And it just, it's almost like insanity. Mm. Like, yeah. like, like, emo- like, it's good to feel things, but like, and I, I love the way you put it sometimes, like, you use it as like a, like a barometer. Like, oh, like, yeah. where am I? Now what do I need to do? Like, if I'm up here, okay, good. I need to keep doing things the way I'm doing. You know, yeah. I'm down here, okay, something needs to change. I've taken my, you know, I've looked left, I've looked right, I didn't keep my mm-hmm. eyes on the press, you know, yeah. exactly. So, I think people just, including myself, like, we just, it's part of it, you know, and... That's really interesting, man, because when I was thinking this question, I didn't go there first, mm-hmm. and it's cool that you did, and I, I, I thought of it, but I think, I'm going to try to interact with this, because I think that's a sure. good thought. So, we're sort of... Um, we know, I, th- I think there's two, it, it, it sounds to me like there's two sort of threads that you brought up. One is, sometimes we're sad and, and alone all the time because we sin. And the mm-hmm. truth is, when we sin, when we do things that God tells us not to do, because we are new, we, we're changed. We can't do things we used to do. 
Right. right? When we become a new creation, so when we act in ways that he has saved us from... That feeling is like tenfold. Yeah, we don't, we know something's not right. And mm -hmm. that's a, I never, I thought of it, but like, I like that you said that. And the other one is, is if we take that too far, mm -hmm. then we feel, we feel the weight of like, well, I have to be perfect all the time. I have to be perfect. And mm -hmm. you know that you're not. So it's like, I, I stink. Exactly. I'm terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then you're sad because you're living in this awareness of what you're not. Is that what you're, I mean, no, kind of that's, implying? That's, that's great, because, like, for me, like, I know I told you yes, before, like, we had it's, this like, I'm paralyzed. It's like, it's like I, can't, I can't move an inch. I'm just stuck, because if I go this way, I'm not good enough. If I go this way, then the weight is too much to carry, and I'm just going to fall short. So you can't go back to the way it used to be, because that's sin, but you can't go forward, because you can't carry that weight. Exactly. You know, man, I love that you said it, and that's the reality, is, is that grace, mm -hmm. that's where the weird dynamics come. That's right. You know, of... Yes, we are responsible. We have a part in that process of sanctification. Sanctification is just, as we become believers, a process of becoming holy and more like Jesus. We are made holy by Him, mm -hmm. but it's also a process. We know that. You are uh, farther along your journey today yep. than you were when you started. Absolutely. Right? You are more the way Jesus wants you to be now than you mm -hmm. were. And we have a responsibility in that, but we don't have all the weight in that. And we have to know that our identity, who I am, who AJ is, that even when we fail, that doesn't change. That he has said, right, um, there's no condemnation in Christ. Mm. That we will never let go of us. That he loves us. Um, you know, that he is gracious and uh, forgives us when we confess mm. our sins. You know, all those things that we tend to... It's, it's a weird dynamic, man. I agree. And I think us, you know, and bringing it back to being humans, like I think we struggle to fathom that because we only have... Human examples. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we can only look at like what how the people have like what other people have done to us or how they've treated us. And so like we just like, okay, well that's that's all it can be. You know, and then, So that has to be how God looks at me when I drop the ball or whatever exactly. else. That's so good, man. And there's a blog post on our website. I'm not trying to do a plug, but it is true. <laughs> we kind of wrestle with that. I call it the fear of grace. Mm. And it goes with that. Part of that fear of grace I think is two twofold. One is what you just said is so good. We don't have any examples of that, mm -hmm. right? We have examples of people forgiving us, but they still have that thought of, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, I forgive you, buddy, but I remember what you did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Bible tells us that the, the example it gives is that I remember your sins no more, right? Like I throw it as far as the east is from the west. And we don't have that. So it's we're having to fight every experience we've ever had exactly. versus what he's telling us mm. it is. So that's... Man, that's so good, and I think I think you're right on. I will add one other thing I think that comes with this, and you touched base on this. Um, we feel sad and all the time, also because we're not home. Mm. You know, like um, we we know that we're not home now. We we've used this phrase, right? We think it's echoes of Eden. Like we we still hear the echoes of what's supposed to be. Oh, C.S. Lewis called it. We live in the Shadowlands, which is a a pale copy of reality, and the reality is what what's going to happen. Right? The way creation is supposed to be. So it's this weird sense sometimes of you're living life and you're going, man, like, this is not home. You know, and the Bible says that. We're yeah. ambassadors, trust, we're aliens now in a new Gosh. home. And so it's like living in a place where fish out of water. And we know that we have a mission while we're here. We get, that doesn't mean we have to be sad all the time. But I think, for me, I think there's moments when I'm going, I don't quite fit in here. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good, yeah. I, I know I've definitely told you and, and some other guys, like, you know, there's times I'll message you guys and be like, yo, I just had the craziest realization of, like, like everyone's dead around me. Oh, and man. I 
it's overwhelming because like and that's that's what fits into like like it doesn't feel like home because it's not home and like no one understands that it seems the masses just don't well, get they it. don't because they're like you said they're dead and they don't know the truth man uh, and that's reality that's yes. that's hard reality to hear mm -hmm. um, man that's good well hopefully that helped you guys uh, we certainly feel that I know I feel sad and lonely a lot man and sometimes we're sad and lonely for other things we're sad and lonely because I can tell you I get hurt when other believers and the way they treat me sometimes, you know, right. and, and I know I've done that to others, but that can hurt because you're no, sitting here yeah. saying like, ah, oh, like I'm struggling enough to believe I'm forgiven right. for whatever mistake I made, so and now you're condemning. who's supposed yeah. to believe in the same thing, and they tell you you're condemned, right. right? That's sad. That is sad. That's why we have to, like, we have we have to go back to Scripture. It has to be the foundation mm. because anything else is going to change. You know what I mean? Like, it's just unsteady. Jesus said, I'm the rock. Don't build your life on shifting sands. Mm. I'm the rock. I don't change. And that's faith, man, is believing that, that even when someone in this world tells me, Todd, you're condemned, what you did, that's who you are, that I can say, that no, that's not what Jesus told me. Mm. And you brought it up. Paul himself, who started churches, says he messed up and has to cling to the fact that that's not me. That's the old me, you know, I'm giving into. And there's no condemnation in Christ, Romans 8, 1, so... We went off reservation a little bit, but hopefully that encouraged you guys. I, think, yeah. I thought that was good. That was great. I loved it. Is it. It's your turn, I think. Yep. Okay, so let's see. Now, this one's kind of similar to what we just answered, so. Okay. So this is a good one uh, that we can make clear. Can you lose your salvation? <laughs> oh, man, that's a... No, uh, I don't think so. And I think we touched base on this a little bit. Kind of, Last yeah. week? Was it sense. last week? Yeah. Um, there, there are... To begin with... There are going to be arguments about this within the church. There are good men of God that would probably argue that you can. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm gonna, you know, from what I see in Scripture, uh, no, I don't think you can. How can I lose something that was never about me, right? Because if I can lose my salvation, if Christ's grace—and I do think you touch base—if this, if if there's a limit to, okay, well. You've messed up here. This you can you can mess up from here to here. Right. But once you pass here, my grace is no longer sufficient. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, what happens? Well, then the cross wasn't all sufficient. Christ's death and, and his substitution wasn't all sufficient. Mm -hmm. um, then it's like everything in the scriptures kind of becomes. I don't know, man. Like shaky. A little, a little it's, shaky. Right, it's unstable. It doesn't make sense. Right. And I think that scares people because they say, and there's countless verses that point to this. I think. Um, you know, Jesus himself said, I believe it's in John 14 or 15, he says, uh, I will never let go of the ones you've given to me. He's talking to the Father. I will never let them go, right? And I get this sense of, like, he's holding us, and he's not going to let us go. So I think sometimes people get scared because they're like, well, what about my friend Ricky? There's a real Ricky. Sorry, I'm just using the name. Uh, Ricky, who, you know, he walked away from God, and he turned his back on God. And he's like, well, he probably was never really saved. Mm. That's good. You know That's what I, mean? what I was going to bring up. I think it, it's truly a hard thing. Yeah. And us being humans, we were never, ever going to truly know everyone's heart. Yeah. You know, in a sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Like, you've said it before. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, you can lie your entire life and make everyone yeah. around you believe, hey, I'm in this. But sure, God's going to know if you really are or not. Yeah. And that's between you and him. Yeah. Right. And, and we get so scared of that because we're afraid of being fooled. Mm. So, you know, and your fruit is going to show. You know, absolutely. the Bible tells us that. But I think... Most of the time when people live in fear of um, losing their salvation, when they, when they believe that, they live in constant fear of when they sin, which inevitably they're going to mess up. Mm. 
It's your response to that, right? right? Like, do you repent? Do you come back to him? Do you turn around? Do you keep fighting? But what they're afraid of, you know, inevitably you're going to, they end up thinking, well, have I gone too far? And then you start feeling condemnation and shame and fear. Mm -hmm. And then you don't want to go to him. You don't want to, you know what I mean? And that, and, and it's a snowball. Yeah, man. And like, that's, that's just not what I see. I see this countless times, you know, uh, you know, it's not an exact... But let's look at Peter. Peter denied. Peter walked with Jesus, saw him perform miracles, and denied him three times. Left him at his time of greatest need and said, I don't even know that guy. And what did Jesus do? He came back to him and said, do you love me, Peter? He said, yes, you know, and restored him. You know, and that's what Jesus is about. Mm -hmm. And I just think, I don't know, man, we're just so afraid of how radical grace really is. You remember, it's like we, we got a question a few weeks ago. Um, someone said, a pastor, whether it's true or not, said, well, we think the remnant takes grace too far. And it's, you know, that's almost laughable. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you mean? Do you, do you mean that I think that, that God's grace covers all? That we can be forgiven? That we can be restored? That he, his desire is for restoration when we mess up? There's consequences to sin. That's We're really not saying sin's not serious. Exactly. <laughs> It definitely is serious. Yes, always it's just like, what is the end goal? The end goal is, you know, if I mess up, and, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to make light of that, whatever it is, is that, what do you do to me? Do you say, well, now you're not a believer, get out of here? Right. Or do you say, hey, I, I, come back, brother. Like, right, exactly. And yeah. the scariest part is I think that there might even be things like, like you know, you know I, I'm just, I had just this literally just popped in my head, but thinking like, even, like, I think there can be an in-between there mm. of, like, levels, you know, talking about levels again of, like, okay, well, they did this, well, so they can still come here, but they can't, they can only do this, they can't mm. do this, mm. you know, and that's when yeah. we start. They're identified by their sins, so exactly. they can never be, right. what we so, talk about, any more than they were. Than exactly, they were. so yeah. it's, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not, we're not going to, you know, give them a boot and just, you know, completely condemn them out entirely, but we're also not going to fully forgive and we're yeah. just going to kind of keep them in check almost like a yeah man it's I'm thinking because I think you're right that's such a deep thing it's such a deep thought of mm -hmm. again we kind of went off the reservation but I think, but I think <laughs> yeah. that's important man this is what we do by the way yeah. if you don't lose your salvation and why ah you know it's like sometimes people want to mix up whole like the sanctification process so the process of being more holy which you can definitely I hate using this term but backslide right you can I'm not. I'm not following right now, and I'm. I'm not where I was. Right. And they confuse that with justification, which is being right with God mm -hmm. and salvation. So here I am. I fell off. So then today, you know, uh, I cut that guy off and said, "I hate you." You know, in a fit of rage, I'm like, "Well, did I go too far?" But what's really funny is that we minimize the people that feel that way. They minimize certain sins, mm -hmm. and they. They highlight bigger sins, so like you won't yes. for, you won't lose your salvation from these smaller things. You right. can lie or be prideful right. or mean or hateful because God doesn't take that serious. Even though He said the two great commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love others as yourself, but it's okay to hate people and not forgive them. Mm -hmm. Even though He said the way that you forgive others is how you're going to be forgiven and you're going to be judged. And there's some people out there that are that's scary to me. Yes, you know, and I think those who have been forgiven much forgive much and. I don't know, man. It's just that culture. We're really going off the reservation now. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, hope that bless you guys. This is what we do. This is how we talk. Is it my turn? Yes. All right. This kind of goes along with this. We sort of answered it. I, I didn't even put these in order. Nice. How do you handle shame when you believe that God forgives you, 
but people won't let it go. It's exactly mm. what <laughs> That's weird. I know. Oh, man. How do you handle that? Man, that's, that's such a good question. Uh, just remember who he is. Mm. Remember that it's between, at the end of the day, it's, it's you and him, you know, and he, he knows your heart behind it, and this is a broken world, mm. and it's, you know, it's, it's going to be better one day, but and, you know, right now it's not, and, you know... So you mess up, okay? Sure. You, you, no, I mean, like let's say you do whatever it is, some struggle, and you know it, and it's that mm-hmm. moment of conviction where you're like, oh, and this time, though, it's public, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I see you or someone sees you, and you, you repent, and you come and you say, I messed up, or maybe you even come to someone and say, hey, I, I gave into an addiction I used to have, and I mm-hmm. messed up, and that person says, get out, you know, you're out of the church. God doesn't want anything to do with you. Mm. And then we're going extreme. But let's right. let's let's go there. Sure. That happens. Yeah, yeah. I want nothing to do yeah. with you. Or they do what you just said. Yeah, you can come in the building, but everybody's side eyeing you, and like mm. they don't want anything to do with you because they might catch your sin. You ever notice? Like it's yeah, weird. That's good. So now, what do you do, man? Because that beats you up. It does. You know. And, and you said you said you got to remember who he is. So like, what? How do you do that? How do you remember who he is in those moments? Have you had one of those moments? Yes, I have. Okay. Absolutely. Definitely mess up. Definitely not perfect. Uh, well, I guess if you had a moment where you felt like others wouldn't let it go. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have something. Um, and I think in that, I think it's it's haunting. Oh, man, that's a good word. Uh, it's, it's haunting. It's always going to be haunting. But it's one of those things where you have to put into perspective things people have done in that book. And <laughs> realize, <laughs> like, hey, you know... I need to realize that God used these people for absolutely incredible things. So if I did this, he could still use me. Even um, though those people are telling you no. Right, exactly. And if, you know, and that's what happened though. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like repeat history, you know. And I think how do you handle that? Um, man, that's so good. Like you have to you have to be able to realize and fully believe in your in your identity in Christ and mm-hmm. you have to because in a sense, like, you know, I kind of said it earlier, like, this world's broken, you know, and things are going to, you know, things are going to be destroyed, things are going to be deluded, you know, and I think it's good to try to find a place where, man, kind of go off. No, 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 I think what you said is good, and I was going to say this, yeah. you, you, I don't even know if you caught this, you said, before I even asked, you said, well, you just got to remember that God used these people still, so... What you essentially said is, I'm going to him. I'm going to the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember that. What the Bible tells me trumps what anybody else that's says right. to me. And that's why it's so important, by the way, to know Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if we don't read it for ourselves and some, I hate to say it, but maybe a church leader or a mentor or even a pastor says, nope, um, you're condemned. I want nothing to do with you. We, you know, right. You can, if you don't know scripture, you're going to believe that because you believe that guy's speaking for God. That's right. And unfortunately, pastors, mentors, moms, dads, everyone else, they aren't perfect either. No. And they're sinful. Like we, we mess up and we're sinful and we're mistaken and we're confused. So they're going to say things that are wrong sometimes. So where do you go? You have to go back to the Bible. And yes. man, there's so many people, and this was me, I think even outside the church. So if you're watching this and you're not a Christian and you're, you're, you're kind of feeling this way, let me tell you that Jesus is not who you've been told he is a lot of times. Mm. They only tell him parts of it, you know? So they, it's why it's so important to, I always tell even someone that's like, I'm not a Christian, and they tell me why, and Jesus said this, and most of the time he didn't even say that. And I was like, have you read it? Like, do mm. yourself a favor 
and at least go see what it says and what he said. Right. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. let someone else just tell you that. Mm. Um, and, and, and as a believer, it becomes even more important. You have to know the Word of God. You have to read it. You have to meditate on it. We talked about it earlier last week, getting your food. That's right. You know, and I love that. I mean, I think for me, uh, I've dealt with that. I've made so many mistakes in my past, man, some that I'm so ashamed of. I love that you said that. I don't love it, but it's so true. You said mm -hmm. haunting. Yes. Man, that's so good because it feels like mistakes, and I feel that way a lot. Mm. And I think that's what's hard. I try to remember, you know, when I'm haunted by something, I don't need somebody else reminding me because I beat no. myself up every right. day. And if we just talked about before we started this, you know, sometimes people say things and bring up your past, and it's never far enough gone. You know, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how far, much time's passed. And, you know, I want to quit sometimes, and mm -hmm. I want to, and that's because I'm, I'm putting my identity on what they say right. instead of what he says. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. And uh, yeah, I think I think the best answer to that is how do you do that? Well, you remember, like AJ said, you remember what he said, not mm -hmm. what they said. You know what he said, not what they say, and you your identity comes from him. He tells you that, so mm -hmm. he's the savior. If he's the Savior, then someone else can't tell you you're not saved. Right. If he's the forgiver, then someone else can't tell you you're unforgiven. Oof, right? That's good. Yeah. Because they're putting themselves above him. So uh, hopefully that encourages you. I don't know how long we've gone here. Do you know? I have no idea. Um, am I up or are you up? Uh, I would be up. Okay, Let's see. go for it. So we kind of, uh, we kind of touched base on this on the first episode, um, but I'll ask it and if if it's too, if we don't really have much to touch on, we can Real talk, man. Uh, why do Christians seem to hate each other? <laughs> um, man, that's a good question because it's true, right? Um, mm. Churches. That's one of the odd things I found out too as I became a believer. And I mean this. There was a naivety to me. Like, I was naive, man. I read it and I was like, oh, everybody's like this. Mm. You know, and the churches are like this. And I think... My initial thought are a couple things. Um, one is they forget that just because we meet in different buildings, let's say churches first, doesn't mean like we're all part of the same body. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a big part of it because they almost idolize their church Ooh. over Christ. Ooh. So, yeah, man, so it's like, well, this is my team. Yeah. Your team stinks. That's right. You know? <laughs> because for some reason, both our teams can't be good. Like, Crosstown, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Patriots. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's part of it. As far as Christians themselves, I think about this all the time. And I think, here's my best answer for this. I think that it's that old saying, if I can feel like I'm better than you, then I can feel good about myself. Mm. So I'm going to look, and this isn't the right mindset, if I look at every mistake you make, if I look at every, if I focus on that, then I can be like, look at me though, I'm better than him. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's true. And I don't know, man. You know, Paul talked about this. Um, Paul says, be careful uh, that you don't devour each other, yes. lest you consume each other. And then right after that, by the way, right after, so he's saying, you guys keep biting each other. You keep eating each other. You better watch out or you're going to completely destroy each other. He's talking about within churches, like Christians, within a church. And then he goes on to say, which this is interesting, right after that he says, oh, by the way, if you're following the Spirit, this is what it's going to look like. Peace, love, joy, 
you're going to be this way, right? Mm -hmm. Love. And then he says, but if you're following the flesh, you're going to have slander, um, hatred, dissension, strife, all these things. So it's like, you tell me, why do Christians do that? Because they're following the flesh and not the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. Right? I mean, that's the truth. Yes. I, that's the best answer I can have. And listen, we're all going to say things. Yes. We're going to make mistakes in the moment. I, I certainly have. But man, I think if I think that's what they do, and I think the enemy is loving that. Oh, absolutely. Because what would happen if the body of Christ would spend less time biting each other and more time telling the world about Jesus Christ? Mm. United. Mm. Jesus said, this is so crazy. Jesus says, they will know you by your love for one another, meaning believers. That's right. And so I'm looking at, sometimes I'm wondering, like, why is the church a joke sometimes to the world? Well, they're going to be like, oh, you say you love me? You don't even love that other guy who says he's a Christian. Right. Oh, so how are you going to love so me? Good. You know? Yes. And that, it drives me crazy, man. That's always the mood I had. You know, like I said, you know, I think I might have said this last time or when we went live. I said, you know, like, before coming here, I've been to church probably less than 10 times my entire life. And every time I went in there, I just felt, even as a kid, I just knew, like, like, like they did not want me there. You know, I would I would go in there and they would look at me like that kid's not dressed well enough or he mm -hmm. uh, he hasn't been here before you know and yeah. it's just like well and what's wild is where did you get that mindset part of it is because the way they treat each other like somebody shows up and you're like oh you're wearing jeans you're in God's holy house you're wearing jeans right. you know what I mean and then no. you hear him say that to another Christian you're like. <laughs> well, I wear sweatpants. Oh, exactly. whatever. So, so yes. what? You're right. It's just the small things. It's so, it's it's so human. You're right. It's so right. human of us to do that. To we focus. We focus on people's mess ups. Um, and I know this is corny, but it helps me. We focus more on people's mess ups than their makeup. And what I mean by that is that Christians, like I'm, focused more on how you mess up. Even though that that's idol that's idolizing sin. It's weird. Yeah. Like, no, I gotta look for every sin instead of their makeup, which is the Bible tells me that you, AJ, are a high priest, mm. that you are a co heir with Christ, that you are saved and sanctified, that you are a, a stone of the temple of God. Like, that's crazy stuff, that you are holy. Mm. Um, and I should focus on that and helping you live out of that instead mm. of focusing on, you know, whatever that, you know, that mistake is. I don't know, man. It, that's a great question, and I think I truly believe that is hindering, hindering the church today, and America's especially, because we're not united. And you go on the web, you, you know, you go to, you type in any pastor's name, like a well-known pastor, and 90, the first things you're going to see are a bunch of criticisms of them every time. Isn't that crazy? And they come from Christians. Oh, Todd, Todd. Look, when he preached, he said Ephesians 5, 4. It was actually Ephesians 5, 2. He is evil. You know, like, yeah. come on, man. Like, yeah. we're just, we live in fear. Mm. And when, we, when you live in fear, you start attacking and biting each other. And I don't know. Anyway, I hope, I hope that helps you guys. You know what? I, I would love to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, that's good. All right, so I think we're, we're getting close to being done here, man. Yeah. Um, we probably went real long today. That's yeah. good. Fell a little well. We're yeah. kind of hitting a roll here, man. I agree. You feel it's like this stuff. is getting real? I, I hope do. you guys are yeah. better last week. So. Hey, we got to end on sort of a fun one. Sure. Um, what? Let me look here. <laughs> Let's pull it up here. AJ, what's your favorite food? Oh, man. What's your favorite well, food? I made a joke earlier. 
about anything that is processed. <laughs> no. Is your favorite food? Yeah, that's true. Yes. I can tell your least favorite food, anything natural. Anything <laughs> actually cooked. So you want to share with me? If I had to. Yeah, go ahead and pick, a, pick one and then I'll let them know. More Listen, details. Okay, I would have to say I'm a pretty basic eater and consumer. So eater. <laughs> I speak well. Yeah. So, um... I would say my favorite food is probably a cheeseburger. Love mm, a good that's cheeseburger. weird. I wonder why. That's because like I don't eat meat? fast food. That's why. That's a fact. <laughs> I understand that when he says he only eats fast food, that's literally what he means. <laughs> if something's green or cooked on a stove in front of him, he will not eat it. This has happened before. Uh, so that's real healthy. Uh, <laughs> What about you? Well, wait. Well, I actually have okay. a question. Since okay. you only, what's your favorite fast food place? Oh man, that's a stressful question. <laughs> stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love fast food. I'm a fast foodie. Um, fast foodie. That's right. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Arby's. Oh, nice. What's your favorite? Thing I love today? Arby's. Beef and cheddars. Nice. Beef and cheddars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is my favorite food? I'm kind of a plain guy too, man. I'm pretty mm. normal. Um. I I like a chicken sandwich. Yeah, you yeah, a chicken right. sandwich. Yeah, grilled sandwich everywhere I go. Yeah, that's right. Grilled chicken sandwich. You put meat on bread. I'm happy. <laughs> you give everything you want. So I used to love um, chicken parmesan, um, but I don't ever make that. My mother made it. Mom, cheese. there's cheese on that too. I know I can't eat cheese <laughs> anymore. Little he brought it up. Can't eat cheese. Hurts my stomach now. TMI. Too much information. So. Yeah, that's my favorite food, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, man, there's some good ones in here. We'll save these, but one other one. Okay. All right. What are your hobbies? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use these comments. What's your hobbies? Uh, well, as you guys know, I love music. Uh, I love listening to music. Uh, I recently started playing music. I like to play acoustic guitar. He's actually gotten really good. He will sing now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Try to take compliments as best I can. <laughs> Just for the camera. <laughs> That's right. Uh, other than that, uh, I grew up. I grew up around sports, so I love sports. Uh, I played football, basketball, baseball. Did some track and field. Used to high jump. Um, let's see. <laughs> um. That's really about it. I mean, I'm a pretty basic guy. Just music, <laughs> music, sports. Uh, I like being around everybody. You know, you know, people give me energy, so I love just going and doing whatever everyone else is doing. You know, I like to bowl too. Bowling's yeah. fun. All right. What yeah. about you? What about the bowling thing? Uh, I love sports too. You know that we're playing in a variety of sport leagues. That's right. Uh, we're in a basketball one and a flag football one right That's now. That's right. Um, so I love playing sports. I uh, love competing. I love to read. People mm -hmm. know I love to read. I'm always reading things. Uh, love to read. Um, I love to talk. Uh, I love these kind of conversations. That's part of why I buy it. That's I love right. really just, man, really thinking and, and hearing people's thoughts. I get so excited. You mm -hmm. know this. I'm like a little kid when someone gives me a thought. You've probably seen this. I love to work out. Uh, I just enjoy that. It's a stress reliever. It's fun. Um, so I love training, that challenge of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's about it. I don't really like anything else. Yeah. I will add, I like to write. I do like to write. I forgot about that. I like to write too. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's true. You are. Yeah. We're going to put up some of your stuff sometime. Ooh. Some of your poems and stuff. It's good stuff. All right, man. I think we're pretty much done for today. All right. You have anything awesome. else to uh, add here? Um, 
I had a blast. It was Me a good too. time. You know, I think it was a good conversation. I hope it helps you guys with some things. Absolutely. Yeah, we hope this blessed you guys. Uh, you know, we're going to hit, hit or miss sometimes, right? That's we're going right. to keep doing them. One thing to remind you guys, we do have this Thursday, February 7th. I think it's a January earlier. February 7th. 8.15 right. p.m. We're going live. We would love to have you join us, interact with us like last week uh, on our Facebook page. If you see this video and you have not liked our Facebook page, you do us a favor and like it mm -hmm. and follow it, not subscribe. That's YouTube. That's right. Yeah. Uh, follow it. Just seeing, We try to send out things and just encourage you and bless you. Um, all we're trying to do is tell people about Jesus and encourage you and let you know how much you're loved. And again, we hope you got something out of this today. Other than that, I think that's about it. We hope yes, you have sir. a great night and God bless you.